Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's day 714 and we're in the book of Proverbs for Proverbs 19. I think at the end of yesterday I said we were going back to Isaiah today, but oops, that was my mistake. We're in Proverbs, trying to pick up more wisdom in this wonderful book of wisdom literature. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us as we go through this chapter of his word together. Heavenly Father, you are wisdom, the source of all true wisdom, the one who tells us what we need to hear, the one who gives us wisdom for living. We pray that you would write Proverbs 19 on our hearts, that you would help us to understand it, to apply it to our lives, to live differently, to walk more wisely for the time we spend in your word together this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Proverbs 19. Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth brings many new friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who breathes out lies will not escape. Many seek the favor of a generous man, and everyone is a friend to a man who gives gifts. All a poor man's brothers hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursues them with words, but does not have them. Whoever gets sense loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will discover good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who breathes out lies will perish. It is not fitting for a fool to live in luxury much less for a slave to rule over princes. Oops. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. A king's wrath is like the growling of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is ruined to his father, and a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain. House and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Slothfulness casts into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. Whoever keeps the commandment keeps his life. He who despises his ways will die. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. Discipline your son, for there is hope. Do not set your heart on putting him to death. A man of great wealth, sorry, a man of great wrath will pay the penalty, for if you deliver him, you will only have to do it again. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord 
that will stand. What is desired in a man is steadfast love, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish and will not even bring it back to his mouth. Strike a scoffer, and the simple will learn prudence. Reprove a man of understanding, and he will gain knowledge. He who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. Cease to hear instruction, my son, and you will, sweat, you will stray from the words of knowledge. A worthless witness mocks at justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Condemnation is ready for scoffers, and beating for the backs of fools. So here in Proverbs, we have a collection of Proverbs, right? Proverbs are short, two to three line sayings. Most of them, the vast majority of Proverbs, are two lines that contrast each other. And so they give you uh, an A and a B that are contrasting to each other. And they're trying to show you that it's better to go down the path of A than down the path of B. They belong to a subsection of literature in the Bible known as the two ways literature. Jesus said, you know, there's a broad way and there's a narrow way. The broad way is wide and it's the way of destruction. And there are many who are on it. There's a narrow way with a narrow gate and that's the way that leads to life. He said, you can judge a tree by its fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree bears good fruit. Yeah, you know, these are these are the two ways. And that's what's being described here in Proverbs. We have to understand rather than just individual Proverbs, they are together painting a portrait of what it looks like to live as a follower of Christ, as one who is walking in wisdom, following the one who is wisdom. So better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. So on the broad path to destruction, you will find many people who are crooked in speech and are fools. They're politicians, they're salesmen, they're business people, they're movers and shakers. And then on the narrow path, you will, you'll find some poor people. There are poor people in the kingdom of God in the church, but they walk in their integrity and they're better off. They're better off because they're on a better road to a better destination and they have upright character and God blesses them. Desire without knowledge is not good. Whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. Now this one is just completely describing what's on the broad path. What does it look like? Well, it's desire without knowledge. You want something, but you don't really even understand the consequences of what it is that you're wanting. You're craving for something, but there's no wisdom. There's no prudence there. And so you make haste. You make haste to run after your desire and you're going to stumble. You're going to miss your way. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Again, this is another picture of who is on this broad path. So many people have disobeyed God, have done exactly what God says not to do, have seen the consequences of their actions fall on their own head, whether that's through laziness or through deception or through chasing after desire without knowledge or whatever, and, and their way is brought to ruin and, they, and their heart rages against the Lord. Many ways, two and three go together, because if you're following after two, 
desire without knowledge, making haste with your feet, your your way is going to lead to ruin. You're going to end up in a ditch. You're going to crash your car in a big old ditch, and then you're going to get out of your car, and you're going to shake your fist to heaven and say, why is God always so miserable to me? Why doesn't God love me? Well, the problem is you. Like, you did what you knew was wrong, and you ran away from God, and you gave in to your desires, and that's why you're suffering the consequences. Um, several of the Proverbs in this chapter uh, deal with wealth. And it may seem like this chapter is praising wealth as being a good thing and is looking down on poverty as being a bad thing, but rather it's just describing the way life in the world often is. So wealth brings many new friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. Now, the friends you get from wealth, are those friends worth having? No. This is, again, I think, a further description of what life is like on the broad road. On the broad road of destruction, that is the ways of the world, in the way that the world typically operates, if you're rich, everybody wants to be your friend, and if you're poor, you are deserted. False witness will not go unpunished. He who breathes out lies will not escape. Again, if you're going to lie, you're going to be on that broad road, and you are going to suffer the consequences. Many seek the favor of a generous man, and everyone is a friend to a man who gives gifts. Again, I think this is describing the way people are in the world, right? So this is there's a lot of broad road sort of descriptions. This is how the world works. Now, does that mean we should be generous? At times, yes, we should be generous. We should give to those who are in need, but just know that people are going to line up and they're going to want something from you because that's the way the world works. All a poor man's brothers hate him. How much more do his friends go far from them? He pursues them with words, but does not have them. That is, again, among unbelievers, among people who are living for themselves, once you don't have anything that people can benefit from, they don't want to have anything to do with you, even if you go after them. Now we start to get back to uh, <clears throat> some good things that are coming up a little bit later. But here, verse 8. Whoever gets sense loves his own soul. This is the opposite of the desire without knowledge. You're getting sense so that you know what's right and wrong. You know how to discern between good and evil. And that means you love your own soul. You keep understanding and you discover good. This is narrow path walking. I'm not going to just go after my desires without knowledge. I'm not just going to be hasty with my feet. I'm going to make sure I get sense and I'm going to make sure I keep understanding. A false witness will not go unpunished. He who breathes out lies will perish. Again, we're saying uh, essentially what we saw already in uh, verse 5. Um, verse 10, it's not fitting for a fool to live in luxury, much less for a slave to rule over princes. Um, again, this is a description. It doesn't mean that it's always wrong for a slave to rise to power. We have Joseph who ascended in the Egyptian government. We have Daniel who ascended in the Babylonian government, and then later in the Persian government. They were both slaves when they were taken into these foreign lands. But it's often that when someone is foolish and gets sudden quick wealth, that doesn't mean all of a sudden they've become wise. They just have power now. And those same bad habits uh, can be seen in what, in what they do. Um, good sense makes one slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Boy, how much peace, how much 
reconciliation, how much harmony would there be in the world if more people understood and took to heart Proverbs 19.11, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Don't be easily offended. Don't, don't think that everything is meant against you personally. Don't take things personally. Even if something is meant against you personally, think about it in light of how good God's been to you and how much he's forgiven you and overlook offenses whenever you possibly can. Don't be offended, but overlook offenses whenever you can. The king's wrath is like the growling of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. Again, if you're overlooking offense and you're slow to anger, you're going to be a peaceful person and a peacemaker, and that'll often bring you into good favor with people because people who are in positions of authority often are looking for people who can make peace. A foolish son is a ruin to his father, and a wife's quarreling is like the continual dripping of rain. That's such a contrast to verse 11, um, because a foolish son is one who's always probably thinking his parents hate him, and they're just trying to control him and manipulate him, and he's just trying to rebel against them. And a wife quarreling, she probably never overlooks an offense. She wants to pick on everything her husband says, and this just creates madness within a family. It creates such division. House and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. The contrast to the quarreling wife who's on that broad road, a prudent wife is a narrow road wife. She is one who is from the Lord and walking with the Lord and is worth much more than house or wealth or anything else because she makes life a blessing. I'm so thankful that I have a prudent wife. She's by far the greatest blessing that God has given me in this life is a prudent wife. Um, slothfulness cast into a deep sleep and an idle person will suffer hunger. Back to that broad road description again. Just laziness, selfishness, laziness, self-servingness. That's what life on the broad road is like. In contrast to that, on the narrow road, whoever is generous to the poor, whoever keeps his commandments, sorry, I skipped one, 16, whoever keeps the commandment keeps his life. He who despises his ways will live. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. Discipline your son for there is hope. Do not set your heart on putting him to death. So here's some, here's some pictures of what it looks like to walk in wisdom. It looks like keeping the commandments of God. It looks like being generous to the poor. It looks like disciplining your children, not overindulging them. So this is, this is wisdom. This is wisdom. Verse 20 would remind us to listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. There's many other plans in the mind of a man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. You realize when you make plans, if you're on the narrow road of wisdom following after Christ, you realize that whatever plans you make are subject to the Lord's approval or disapproval, and so you hold them loosely and you commit them into his trust. What is desired in a man is steadfast love, and a poor man is better than a liar. That gets back to our opening verse for this chapter. People want people who keep their word. People want people who are faithful to their vows and who can be trusted in. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. How do you get really good character? Well, Proverbs and the scriptures would tell us 
it really starts with the fear of the Lord. How do you get off that broad path of selfishness, laziness, self-indulgence, hastiness, stinginess, self-servingness, lying, deception, manipulation, and you get on the path of narrow? It really is about the fear of the Lord. That puts you on that road that leads to life. It, it helps you to be guarded from the ways of the world because you're fearing the Lord. And you're asking not what pleases my cravings, but you're asking what pleases the Lord. In contrast to that, the sluggard, he's over on the broad path. He buries his hand in the dish, wanting to bring it back to his mouth. If you're in the position of authority, sometimes you have to strike a scoffer so that the simple will learn prudence. But if you reprove a man of understanding, he will gain knowledge. Someone who's on the wise path wants to grow in wisdom. So reprove them, rebuke them when they're doing wrong, and they will want to grow in prudence. He who does violence to his father chases away his mother as a son who brings shame and reproach. You get more broad road living. It's this selfishness. It's this don't care about other people. Don't want to honor my father and mother. Don't want to honor the Lord. Just living for self. Cease to hear instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A worthless man mocks at justice. The mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Condemnation is ready for scoffers and beating for the backs of fools. Proverbs is trying to tell us that it really does matter how you live, that there are real consequences. The broad road that leads to destruction really does lead to destruction. It may seem like it's fun. It may seem like it's convenient. It may seem like it's easy. It may seem like it's pleasant, but it really does bring harm to yourself and to others. And you're better off staying away from it, staying far away from it. And the narrow road may seem hard. It's difficult to keep your word sometimes. It's easier just to lie, just to say, oh, I didn't really mean it, just to laugh it off. But in the end, it's going to lead to integrity, to respect, to security, if you're fearing the Lord and you're walking in the integrity of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. I pray that the Lord would put our feet firmly on that narrow path and we would walk it by faith in humility with gratitude by God's grace and for God's glory. Let's pray. Father, we're sinful people still, even though you've redeemed us and made us your own and you've showed us wisdom. It's far too easy for us to be lazy and selfish and rude, self-seeking, inconsiderate. Forgive us. Forgive us, Father. Wake us up. Fill us with the fear of the Lord that we might walk in prudence and understanding and wisdom and humility in faithfulness and integrity, knowing that this is truly the best life. The shortcuts lead to ditches. The straight and steady path of faithfulness leads to life. Help us to walk it by your grace and for your glory, that the world may see and may know you through our witness and through our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Proverbs 19. We are going back to Isaiah tomorrow. Hope you can join me for that. Isaiah 31 is on tap. Have a blessed day in the Lord.